Umked Industries proudly presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, a pendant production. In the summer of 1947, a clandestine squadron of P-47 Thunderbolts battled the forces of evil in the skies over America. This squadron was known as Brassy Battalion, and this is their story. Tonight's episode, The Intuition of Lily LaRue. When we last left our hero, Dixie Stenberg, she had just shot down that nefarious woman of mystery, Nev. Thanks to Tommy distracting her while I got the shot off. We make quite the team, don't we, Dex? That you do. But Thomas's plane was in need of repair. With LaGuardia Field just below them, Dixie quickly radioed in, and a runway was cleared for an emergency landing. I'll be back as soon as I can, Dixie. While the wrenches are working on your plane, head out to the crash site and see if you can get a confirmation on Nev. Roger Wilkin. I'm going to head back into the city and see if I can get a line on the beast. Meanwhile, on the other side of Manhattan, Cornelius arrived in the meatpacking district in search of one Mr. Joseph Scalzetti. Joseph! Joseph! Land sake, son, where are you? Just then, Cornelius spied the tattered remains of Joey's parachute dangling from a factory rooftop. Corny dug through the crates and boxes stacked at the base of the building, frantically searching for his son-in-law. Joseph? Are you in there, my boy? Yes, he needs you. Can you hear my voice, son? Talk to me. Growing frantic in his search, Corny tore through the stacks, determined to bring home the man he'd come to think of as a son. But the search proved fruitless, and no body was found. Body? No, he's not dead. He can't be. I refuse to believe it. Must keep looking. I won't give up on you, Joseph. It's not the Pearson way. Give up on what, Pops? Cornelius turned quicker than a Tennessee tornado. Standing there before him, hot dog in hand and in mouth, was the object of his search. Uh, I've been looking all over. I I thought you... the the, the parachute. Yeah, I landed a little rough, but that wasn't nothing I couldn't handle. There was a hot dog vendor down on the corner, and you know, I ain't had a bite to eat in almost two hours, so... And that's when Cornelius wrapped Joseph in a big fatherly hug, a smile beaming from beneath his bright, bushy mustache. Oh, oh, nice to see you too, Pops. Let's get back to the jeep, then. There's work to be done. Lead the way. Meanwhile, near the south coast of Long Island, at Fitzmaurice Field in Massapequa Park, Lily had landed to go off in search of the roaming Nazi. His parachute went down near here. He couldn't have gotten far. But before she could even disembark, a trio of aircraft soared overhead. In the skies, Benny kept his engine gunning and headed for open water. Almost away from civilization. I have done it. But Ursula Unger and Radolf Pelzer were hot on his tail. You have not done nearly that which will be done after we do to you. Just shut up and fly. 
Lily knew Benny was outmatched and feared for his safety. But Walther Falkenstein was still on the loose. Benny's my friend, but Walther's my duty. Oh! But Zeta Squad and Brassy Battalion weren't the only ones trying to navigate the labyrinthian New York City on that sunny July morning. The Beast, enraged at being grounded, quickly removed components from its ship that were needed to complete its mission and set off through the heart of America's de facto capital. And now, a word from our sponsor, Delectable Umket Instant Tea. My goodness, that sounds like tea what's inside a fella named Stan. <laughs> Wrong you are. Are you sure? Well, would tea inside a fella named Stan be delectable? I dare say it wouldn't. And there you have it. Well then just what, I wonder, is Umket Instant Tea? I know you know who knows. I know he knows. I know what you know about the one who knows. I know that she knows what he knows that you know that I know. Of course you do. You know all. He's amazing. He's astounding. Not a charlatan, not confounding. The amazing Noel. The amazing Noel. Famed mentalist and futuristic predictor extraordinaire. Yes, the one and the same. And I'm his comely and short-skirted assistant, Miss Fortune Divine. The amazing Noel and Miss Fortune Divine, together at last and now for all time. Now, gentlemen, perhaps you could do me the great courtesy of letting me know which fine Umket product or service you are discussing on this most sunny summer day. You mean... Could it be? You... don't know? <laughs> Bite your tongues. Ow! <laughs> Miss Fortune's got a mean right hook. Oh, did you see how she plants her foot and pivots? Don't sass some kid or Miss Fortune will kick your biscuits. I was merely doing you the courtesy of polite conversation, my good men. We're, we're sorry, Noel. Please forgive us. It's just so hot and sweltering in the studio. It's difficult for us hardworking chums to think straight. Ah, yes. Heat exhaustion is an all-too-common occurrence on days like this. And that, good sirs, is why you need always keep on hand a healthy, robust supply of Umket Instant Tea. He did know! We should have known he'd know. I knew you should have known that he'd know. Oh, let's not start that again. So this tea, it's not in stand. Not until he drinks it, I assure you. Why, Umket Instant Tea has been stand-free... Since 1903. There's no stand in Umket Instant Tea. It's been stiff-free since 1903. Mr. Amazing Noel, sir, I bet these working stiffs and our lovely listening audience at home would love to know just what makes Umket Instant Tea so special. They would indeed. How very astute of you. This summer season, we have used to bring on a thing those in learned circles would call... Summer fever. Is that anything like spring fever? It is. Only worse. Oh, the horror. Doctors used to prescribe a heaping helping of sulfur and molasses to cure said fever, but to ill effect. That sounds positively revolting. Oh, it was. But I digress. Well, 
Now there is something that is a whole lot more appetizing. Mm-hmm. And a whole lot more effective, too. Umket instanty? It must be! It is! For you see, it is actually a great deal more delicious than sulfur and molasses. And just how many teas can say that? Does it taste like molasses or smell yield sulfur? So drink um cadence tea, that's what it's made for. And it'll lift you up too. Take a tip from me, you folks who are not tea drinkers. Try some tea. Not just some tea, some mmm cat instant tea. Actually, Miss Fortune, I do not care what kind of tea they try. Oh no. Now the amazing Knoll's got summer fever too. The end is nigh. Oh, somebody save us! Buy any brand of tea you like. Go right ahead. I do not care. This is madness. Someone call a doctor. Tell him to bring the sulfur and the molasses. How can this be, Noel? Because if you become a tea drinker, you'll eventually get to Umket Instant Tea. Oh, I see. With every product that there is, there's always a best one. And it's always Umket. Always. And sooner or later, people who drink whatever there is to drink do finally get to those best ones. And you'll find that Umket Instant Tea really is the best. It's a brisk, wonderful tea. And if you brew it right... On a summer afternoon when you're just sagging down at the knees and just sip it slowly, it'll pick you up and it won't let you down afterwards with such a bang like so many inferior tea-like products. And this product is very tea-like. It is, only it's made with flavorful pellets instead of actual tea leaves. Because who has time for steeping? Steeping is for people with time to waste. You know who's wasteful? The Nazis! Try it for us and see, Miss Fortune. Oh, it's my pleasure and honor. I'll just spoon some pellets into my glass. Add some water. And stir. It sure looks awfully pellety. Should I stir longer? Nonsense! Stirring longer would approach the dreaded steeping time. Oh, you're not a wasteful steeper, are you? Well, good heavens, no. I'd sooner die. Well, how does it taste? Um. Can't you say? Mm-mm. You must say something. I can't. Did all of those pebbles just fall out of her mouth? Oh, careful. Just look at her! Clearly her heart is racing! Umket Instant Tea has done its job of picking her right up. And knocking her right down. The flavor is clearly so good it knocks you flat. Yes. Ah, delightful! Give us one more prediction. I'm getting something, yes, yes. I predict that the entertainment personalities of the future will be entertainment personalities and nothing else, devoid of all personal opinion and thought. That's amazing, no? I know. 
We now adjourn our daring aerial chase, already in progress. Lily sat in her cockpit, torn between her head and her heart, her friend and her enemy, her desires and her duty. Why can't life ever be easy? She knew that lives were on the line, and her next decision could affect untold people on either side of the conflict. Or worse, innocence caught in the middle. She closed her eyes and tried to let her intuition guide her. The intuition that served her so very well thus far. And so it is, dear listeners, that through the magic of radio and the theater of the mind, we are able to travel back with Lily as she searches her gut for the answer to her conundrum. Come on, LaRue. You can do this. We believe in you, Lily. Let's listen in as she remembers. And so we find a younger Lily standing outside her childhood home on the outskirts of Toronto. This was the LaRue family homestead, where Lily and the other ladies LaRue had been raised together as a family. Cousins by blood, but sisters in spirit. In more ways than that, few can get under my skin quite as easily as they can. The closest of family indeed. And this day, Lily had made a decision one that was not likely to go over well with her fellow Blossoms. Lily, you're back. Well, it's about time. I swear, I was afraid my hair would never get done. I mean, you do remember what happened the last time we tried it with only three of you to hold it in place? I did my best. You did fine, dear. But I did better. Butter? Who's got butter? Better. Better butter? Well, that sounds good. I'll have that. I can get you some butter if you like. (laughs) Who doesn't like butter? I don't think butter is the answer, ladies. Lily has something to tell us. Iris is right. Well, get on with it. Let's not delay my hair too much. So, how did it go? Well, I got a job. (gasps) Oh, that's wonderful. My cousin, the beautician. Just think, girls, soon Lily will be able to do my hair all on her own. She can do all our hair. Hair is not really my thing, but I still bet I could do it better. Do it butter? Well, somebody's got a butter brain today. They're making brains out of butter now? <laughs> Lily, don't hold out on us. When do you start? Tomorrow. That's fabulous. Oh, you must be so excited. I am. It's just... Well... And be sure to get plenty of sleep. And rest. And more sleep. And have a good breakfast. With butter. And when you get home, you'll just have to share all you've learned. Just think, girls. We'll never have to pay those outrageous beauty parlor prices again. Why... You probably aren't going to like the sorts of skills I'll be picking up. Sure we will. You can teach me first, and then I can help teach everyone else. No, it's... Afraid we'll do it better? No. I promise I won't ask for your help too much. I just... Three times a day or so. Buttercup. There are cups made out of butter now? I'm not going to be a beautician. Well, then what are you going to be, dear? A secretary? A wife? A mother? A farmhand? What? Don't look at me like that. I know where butter comes from. Whatever it is, I'm sure it'll be lovely. I went to the beauty shop, I did. And I wanted to ask them to train me, like we discussed. But it just didn't feel... like me. But then something caught my eye. A sign across the street. And I investigated, and it did feel right. I... 
I got a job at the Can-Can Club. It's... cabaret. That's... That's... No place for a lady. There's one thing I want no part of doing better. I'm with you, Rose. Thanks, Vi. We're all with Rose. We are. Of course. She's standing right here. How could you do that to us, Lily? You know what we all wanted. But it's not about what you want. It's about what I want. It's my life. And, and we'd love to help you with it, but that is just not becoming for a fine, upstanding lady. It's just singing. And dancing. In skimpy outfits. On a stage. Being ogled. By men. There is nothing wrong with men. There is with the sort that frequents those establishments. Degenerates. All of them. Degenerate what now? It's not like I'm asking you to get up on stage with me. And a good thing too. (sighs) Come on girls, let's leave Lily to her debauchery. I'm sorry, Lily. And that was when Lily decided that if it was debauchery the ladies LaRue expected of her. Then it's debauchery I'll partake in. And so Lily sang and danced her heart out on stage. And in the ogling department, she could give as good as she got. And I got quite a lot. Finding her cousins growing more and more distant the longer she worked at the cabaret. Our delicate flower turned to other sources for the attention she craved. Like you. Miss LaRue. And you. Oh my heavens. And you. This is my lucky day. And you. Oh, why thank you. I'm flattered. And so Lily worked her way through her audience, searching for something to fill the void in her heart caused by the cold shoulders in her home. She's a doll. Hot tomato! Not the kind of girl you'd bring home to mother. (laughs) But that's not... No, I'm not. (laughs) Unfortunately, the hole in Lily's heart grew only deeper, until the day it grew deepest of all. Why are you all looking at me like that? I'm sorry, I didn't have time to change at the club. While you were out dancing the night away with those... those... deviants, we've been here, crying our eyes out. What? Don't you know what's happened? How could she? She wasn't here. I guess she had something better to do. What happened? The Nazis, Lily. The Nazis invaded France. Oh no. Bon mama, bon papa. They were wounded. The streets were blocked. The doctors could get through. They... No! Why didn't you call the club? Why did you... This can't be... No! (laughs) The news hit Lily hard, and for several weeks after, she hardly left her room. Lily, I need my hair done for the memorial service. I could hide myself away better than this. And I might help you with that if you stop being so rude. At least come down for breakfast. There's pancakes with butter. Go away. But if there was one thing the ladies LaRue were good at, it was not listening. My nails.
Silk Lily. You really should see the state they're in. We could really use your help with them. Some of us have more important things to do. Look, I picked some daisies! I... I thought you should know I've decided to go to nursing school. I just... Well, I don't know what I just, but I wanted to tell you. <laughs> nursing school? Yes. You've always kind of been the den mother around here, Iris. Taking care of others suits you. I couldn't just do nothing. I had to do something. Because of Bumamam and Bumpapa? They died because they couldn't get the care they needed. And I will not let that happen to anyone else. That's very noble of you. It's the least I can do to honor their memory. With those words ringing in Lily's ears, Iris left. Alone with her thoughts and her pain, Lily pondered. She, too, wanted to honor her grandparents, but she had no knack for medicine. No, Lily's life was one of bold action and excitement. Finally motivated out of her misery, Lily researched and sought out any information she could find, but found almost too much to choose from. But she came to realize that even though her decision to join the cabaret had led to her cousins shunning her, it had still been the right path for her. And so she returned home, determined to trust her gut once again. What on earth are you wearing? It's so unfashionable. It looks like some kind of military uniform. Oh, my. No, no, no! There's no ladies in the military! There are now. I've shown extreme aptitude on my tests. My instructor said I learned the cockpit of a plane faster than anyone he'd ever seen. You're going to fly a plane? I don't think so. Yeah, that's a man's job? Well, what brought this on? You did, Iris. You're right. This is the least we can do to honor the sacrifice our grandparents made. Isn't the least you could do a lot less than what you did? My word. Daisy actually has a point. You just take that uniform off and you march it right back down to the recruiting office. We'll explain it was just a big mistake and how you've just been so emotional lately. It's not a mistake. I know exactly what I'm doing and I ship out tonight. Oh, well, fine then. Enjoy your new life. It's right in line with everything else you've been doing lately. It's no job for a lady. I guess. Even I know some things just aren't right. I'm... Good luck, Lily. If you ever need anything, don't hesitate to call. Goodbye, Iris. And though it had initially strained things further with her family, Lily realized that on that sweltering day in Mexico, the air had finally been cleared. And now, she and the ladies LaRue were closer than ever. They had come to accept her life, even if they didn't understand it. And she had met Dixie and the battalion, who had become the best friends she had ever known. And she had met Freudenberg who had finally, truly filled the void in her heart, 
and made her feel whole, and who loved her for who she was and not who he wanted her to be. Lily pondered her options and decided the only option was to trust her gut once more. Benny's my friend, and I'm not about to let him fight his battles alone. And so Lily returned to the air and shot off in pursuit of her comrades' pursuers. Frank couldn't have said it better himself. Hang on, Benny. I've got your back. I'm a... Constant compatriot. This production has starred Renee Christine Jones as Dixie Stenberg. You know, I thought I would have more lines as the show approached its end. Mark Zaracor as Frank McGuff. Don't worry, Dix. I'm sure when it's time, you'll get your time. I don't mind you other guys getting your time to shine. It was just an idle observation. Really. Steve Anderson as Reginald Billingsley. Wait, wait, wait. The show is ending. Yep. When? It'll end when it's over, when it's done as it's ending. You mean to tell me that I've been all but invisible for episodes on end when there are only a finite number remaining? Jeremiah McCoy as Archibald Withersby. Don't feel bad. Many of us are in the same boat. If the only boat is the one with you in it, I think I'd rather keelhaul myself. Pete Mylan as Freudenberg. I am quite sure that can be arranged. I think the submarine is still around somewhere, yeah? Scott Vinicombe as Cornelius Robert Sims Pearson. I sure hope it is. I paid a grand number of pretty pennies for that contraption. I'm not going on your sub. Anthony Pacelli as Joey Scalzetti. So you're a liar, Dan? Well, I am a villain, you know. Chris Britton as Thomas Galen. A liar, a cheater, and a fink. I'm no fink. Perry Whittle as Benedict Dedarchenko. The fink. Suits you will. I really think you're being unfair. Alicia Lane Matheson as Lily LaRue. What do you care? You're a villain, remember? Right. I'm supposed to be unfair, not you. So you're a whiner, too. <laughs> Is that really news to anybody here? Catherine Pride as Rennie. Not me. I've known that since I met him. Hey. Justin Dobby as Volker. Sorry, girlfriend, but it's true. I will not stand around and be insulted by the likes of you. I'm pretty sure you have to. Yep. In your contract. I hate you. I hate you all. Megan Presley as Buttercup LaRue. I, I admit I felt a little bad when I... Discovered how we treated Lily in the past. Thank you. But now I feel better because we're not nearly as bad as that Billingsley character. Tracy Hall as Violet LaRue. That sure helps me feel better. Melissa Hearn as Rose LaRue. It makes me feel better than anyone. Marley Norton as Iris LaRue. I think we can all agree we've made mistakes. And we've apologized to Lily for them, and we should concentrate on the future and looking forward. Melissa Johnson as Daisy LaRue. I think you just want to look forward right at that big Russian guy. Oh, really? Mike Winters as Radolf Pelzer. What you will notice next is said big Russian guy no longer being around. F 
Master, we kill him! Era Pelodi as Ursula Unger. How sad is it that that was a big improvement for you? I'm learning! Colin Kelly as Man One. I had three whole lines! Tom Backus as Man Two. One of them was only laughter, though! Bill Fisher as Man Three. But now we've all had four! Whew. Lucky us. Hey, now it's five! Five lines and some Lily LaRue ogling? We're the luckiest guys ever. If only you hadn't been so rude to me. Oh, uh, yeah. Um. Sorry about that. Really sorry. Humph. Kristen Bays as the Umket triplets. Those mean men? How could they do that to her? Lily's pretty. Oh, for once we're agreed. It's about time. <laughs> no arguments here. Bill Young as the Amazing Noel. I find that a lack of Billingsley does indeed make arguments decrease. Never. Quiet. Never. M. Ciro Garcia as Misfortune Divine. Well, here, have some instant tea. Perfect. Ryan Pickens as Robot 153. I do hope we see some hot robotic justice before this show ends. Amanda Fitzwater as Nebulon 2000. I hope I can dismantle you and use your remains for spare parts. You're mean. And green. Are you blaming your coloration? Are all things green so mean? Sam Young as The Beast. <laughs> Jeffrey Bridges as the commercial announcer. You know, there may be something to that theory after all. This is Seth Adam Sure. Stay tuned next time as evil arrives on American shores only at pendantaudio.com. You've been listening to a pendant production of the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, brought to you tonight by Umket Instant Tea. And remember, there's no stand in Umket Instant Tea. It's been free since 1903. Umket Instant Tea is actually a great deal more delicious than sulfur and molasses. Can you believe it? Stay safe, America, and clean up on aisle five. Sorry, girlfriend, but it... Wait, did I just say girlfriend? Really? Am I saying this to Billingsley? Billingsley, of all people. Sorry, girlfriend. Uh... This production was written by Jeffrey Bridges and directed by Seth Adam Schur. Assistant Director Jim Hamilton. Umkit Industries presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, created by Jeffrey Bridges, copyright 2009, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. You know, I'm only doing this because I'm holding out for the hope that the last episode's a musical! Ah. <sighs>